victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Once again, you have found The Horror Returns, and I'm hijacking the microphone right now because I want to tell you about Comic Palooza. May 13th. It's actually the whole weekend, May 12th through the 14th, but we'll be there May 13th from 6 to 7 at uh, booth 3319. Come by, check out uh, check out our show. We're recording live uh, at the George R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, Texas, and uh, we'll be giving away some free t-shirts and bumper stickers and have a little horror trivia quiz, uh, test your horror knowledge and see how badass you guys really are. And uh, it's going to be a great time, man. That's where we make the magic. You get to watch it happen. Greetings, listeners. You have found The Horror Returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then go back and find a classic work with similar themes. We're looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation. But we also want to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. We do include spoilers for the new film. However, we're going to wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature. And we're going to let you know before we do so with a very distinctive spoiler alert. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, just turn us off at that point and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume you guys have already seen the classic film, so there's always going to be spoilers uh, anytime we discuss a movie that has been out for at least one year. The other thing that we, uh, we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies uh, do tend to be R-rated. You can pretty much expect us to be, too. Uh, so, fresh from Texas Frightmare Weekend, I'm Lance with... My co-host, as always, would be uh, Brian and Philip, and uh, tonight we got a couple of very special guests. We have uh, Patrick here, and uh, Patrick was on our greatest horror baddie March Madness episode, and uh, we've also got Jay. Uh, he didn't bring Silent Bob with him, but we do have Jay, and uh, if you guys will recall, he uh, did the Blair Witch episode with us. So how's it going, everybody? Fucking fantastic. Doing, doing good. Going great. Going great. Yeah. Awesome. Can't wait to dig into this stuff. So, Jay, what if, uh, what if you, we haven't talked to you on the show in a while, man. That was before our Vegas trip that uh, we did that Blair Witch stuff. What's been, what's, been, what's been going on with you, man? Man, that's just been work, work, work for me lately. I've been pretty much non-existent on the social networks and everything and just uh, 
No, uh, chiming in a little here, a little there. Um, not watching a lot of movies or television or actually getting caught up on old stuff now that, you know, stuff that's been you guys have watched before and all that. And But I'm just getting into it now and my slow season is starting to come in. So I'm getting a little bit more time for for myself and be able to dwell into the things that I like. Nice. Patrick, uh, what have you been up to, man? Uh, honestly, about the same thing. I've been putting in a lot of work. Uh, you know, everybody had to pay their taxes, and I work for the IRS, so we've been pretty busy uh, getting everybody's stuff out. So uh, uh, you're, that's been, uh, you're that guy, huh? Yeah, I'm that guy. Actually, all I do is send out letters, but um, it's just been been really busy. It's kind of the busy part of the season, so they've been working me like a dog. So. <laughs> all right, well, uh, Pat, you know our format, man. So uh, let's let's dive in. What's your uh, what's your cool of the week uh, for this week? Uh, well, it was, well, it was supposed to be in Comic Con. Um, that kind of got messed up due to a friend of mine's mother having. Um, health issues and she had my free ticket and everything so he couldn't get up here out of town but that being aside um i did discover that um incubus has a new album out and um so i thought that was like i checked it out it's actually pretty good so um, that's kind of made it to my cool of the week since i haven't had a whole lot of time to get out and check out a whole lot of everything else so <laughs> well, that works so let's check it out that's the cool of the week you got a you got a, a not so cool of the week um, my not so cool of the week would have been my my um, friend's uh, health issues with her mom. She had a heart attack, but she's okay now. She's back home, uh, so that's good. Um, and uh, I'll save the other one for the next time around. But uh, okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> my cool of the week is I'm finally getting caught up on Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh. I'm about. Two episodes from finishing season two, and I am loving the shit out of it. I still haven't started season two yet. Oh, it's... It's good. I gotta watch it. It's good. It doesn't... I mean, from the very first episode of season one till now, I mean, it really does not skip a beat. It is just a full force, the longest punch in the face you've ever seen. It's it's, it's great. (laughs) I'm loving every minute of it. Oh, it is. It is. It's definitely a fun show. I mean, there's just so many one-liners that I try to remember so I can read back you know just kind of an everyday conversation but i just right. i can't remember them all. there's just too many to, to choose from <laughs> uh well man my cool week uh i think is gonna have to be bates motel because that's what i was catching up on all week <laughs> and uh i'm not gonna say too Excellent. much about it because i want to talk about it on the next episode but uh it, 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 it they wrapped it up nicely i liked it. i like the season five Oh, cool! So you're you're done. Yeah, You've I'm seen done. every one I've of them. them all. Awesome. What what about you, Brian? Um, I was doing some uh, some rewatches on some James Gunn movies. Ah, okay. Uh, I uh, rewatched Slither and Super. That's two and, good ones. Yeah, I totally recommend both of them. Super. I'm not going to spoil it, but there there's a a death scene at the end I did not see coming the first time out watching it, and it was kind of fucked up kind of brutal but uh yeah but um other than that you know also catching up um i'm caught up on bates motel right and um that was uh yeah we'll get into that next episode well my cool of the week is uh is the the return of the leftovers have you guys seen this show oh is it what is it on season three yes yeah, season three which is gonna be the final season okay 
Yeah, I never made it through season one on that one. I haven't even seen the first episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I, th- I, I finished season one. I didn't. I didn't get past. You that, didn't get though. past that. No. Season two is where it really kicks into high gear. Yeah. Season one is good. I, I enjoyed it anyway. It was kind of a slow burn, but season two is kind of like just one thing after the other keeps happening. Same guys that did Lost, right? Uh, a lot of the same people. L- Lindelof, I think, is is the main showrunner, and he okay. was the main guy with Lost. So yeah. that's got a lot of people pissed off, thinking he's not going to be able to close it out. Uh-oh. But I can already tell. <sighs> I've, o- I've only seen the first ep- I'm way behind. I've only seen the first episode of season three so far. But I can already tell they're starting to wrap up some storylines. So he ain't gonna he ain't gonna let that happen again. After all the shit that he caught after the end of Lost. Yeah, you have, to, ha- you have to have an ending. <laughs> uh, absolutely, yes. That, you know that, what? That ain't gonna happen with this one. I I'm gonna be on the other side of the spectrum. I actually did not have a problem with the end of Lost. I, you know, of course, not everything got answered, and you don't. For me, I, everything doesn't really need to be answered. But I was I was satisfied with the end of Lost. I know I'm on the the small end of the spectrum on that but no it was good for me see i can't even remember the last half of the of the series like i I remember watching the first season and it was amazing and then it kind of just went downhill from there for me i I think i stopped watching it around three or four i'm sorry i never got into lost i was just saying i never got into lost either i I, it was one of those where i aimed to go back and watch it and it just never got around to doing it and then everybody talked about it and it ended and then i just sort of okay whatever but, uh, you know, one of the things that you, know, you talk about, I remember when that ended and they were all talking about the questions that didn't get answered and that kind of that. Right. And I think you have to be careful on that, too, because I think as long as they answer the questions that they ask, okay. <laughs> that's fine. But when you start getting into what the fans speculate mm-hmm. and those questions, uh, you know, then you start running into what I think happened to, like, and a little, little off topic, but... Um, what happened in the Matrix, you know, the Matrix movies, I felt like those guys tried to take all of the fan speculated things and then turn it into two movies. That's why the last two movies of that thing kind of sucked. Uh-huh. Because they, they instead of answering their questions, they started trying to appease all the fans and all the speculation and shit that they had come up with. And I think uh, as long as you stick okay. with your original thing of the story... And end it with your questions that you want answered. You should be good to go. So that's just my theory. But that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes that. a lot of sense. You have your yeah, you have your vision. You're going to stick to it. And uh, I know we're not getting to Bates Motel right now, but I think that's going to have some kind of a same theme okay. to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, I guys, I didn't have a problem with Lost as far as uh, not answering questions and stuff like that. I just kind of thought the very end of it was a, a bit of a cop-out. And that I, I will put it to you this way. By the second or third season, I had a feeling that I knew what was really going on and how it was going to end. And people were starting to bring that up. And like in interviews, uh, uh, Carlton Cuse, Damon Lindelof, J.J. Abrams would all say, no, 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 no. That's not how it's going to end. We've got a we've got a different plan. We're not going to make it that neat and tied up in a bow. But they did. That was the exact way they ended it. So I think well, it's I, I pissed a lot I, of people off. Well, I think that's see when I when I would talk to folks about it, I think there's a lot of confusion. Is how it ended. A lot of people thought that that's how it was the entire time. The okay. entire time. When no, how it ended is actually how it ended. It 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 ended that way. Everything before that wasn't part of that world and i'm trying to speak without spoiling anything for those who haven't seen it or who want to see it but it's a lot of people thought oh so the whole time it was this no no it wasn't like this the whole time it was just the end and you saw the end 
at the end. I, I, that's that's about as clear as mud. So <laughs> without <laughs> spoiling anything, okay. I, I see it, I see it a little differently than that. But uh, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I guess everybody will draw their own conclusion from it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. So we got some good stuff going on, uh, Brian. I wonder if there's anything in the world of horror uh, headlines to talk about this week. Well, Brian hadn't done his cool week. Oh, wait a minute, Brian. Are you what? even there? Yeah, I'm here. Holy fuck, dude! I didn't. I didn't hear you, man. What's your cool of the week, brother? Oh, I did the James Gunn rewatch. Oh, that's right. Of his oh, movie. Okay. Slither. Right. No, you guys, you guys, you guys started. You guys started talking about Lost, and I, I, just oh, man, tuned, I tuned out. And then he got lost. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So that's I've, the way this show I've is never, go. I've never watched the episode, so <laughs> I, I didn't I have no idea what you guys are talking about. All right, all right, newsman, what's going on? Parker's Rawhead Rex is getting the blue Blu-ray treatment, and it's also getting a 4K restoration huh. release in theater, and uh, both of those are due out Halloween. Interesting. All right. Okay, on to our news. Uh, Fox has canceled Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Oh no. <laughs> um, is if this would have happened after season two, I would have been pissed off. But um, the last two season, it dipped a lot. I think I got halfway into the first season on that, and I just, uh, I just couldn't stick with it. I just, yeah, I was hang on. I did season one and part of season two, and I just. Uh, you know, I was kind of run through, you know, I kind of have the same issue like Lance has with some of the stuff where there's a lot of these shows that are going 24 episodes that I'm just starting to get out of. Um, mainly because, you know, I, I'm so into these episodic shows now that I don't need 24 episodes if you're going to give me 10 of those episodes that are nothing but filler. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like they want to give you something to hold off until they get to the season finale. When you t- when you have shows like I mentioned, like Ash versus Evil Dead, it's there is no filler. There's something right. always something. happening every minute of the of the hour or the half hour. And it's only half hour, and it's only ten episodes. Right. That, that really helps. But when you build shows like that, then yeah, of course you, you're not going to have the filler. You're not going to have you know the people bounce fall off like you know. You know, like like we do. Yeah, but uh, with uh, shows being canceled, there always come new shows. Um, mm-hmm. They're adding a comedy X Files spoof called Ghosted, starring Craig Robinson <laughs> and Adam Scott. <laughs> That's a series. I'm stay away from that one. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is a series. Well, we'll see. Okay. I mean, oh, but I, I would. I would. Breaking news, Brian. Just, breaking news. This may make you happy. The Exorcist renewed for season two. Did you know about this? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't understand what was taking them so long. It had a following. It's just I don't. I don't think it's made to be on Fox. It needs to be on. They need to move it to FX or yeah, somewhere. I agree. I, I agree totally. And I, I thought they actually had canceled the thing. Um, so I didn't even bother watching like the last two or three episodes, so now I'm gonna have to go right. back in here and watch them. But um, Sorry, I, I haven't even tried that. Interrupt. Just oh no, that that's good news right there. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, what were you saying? I I haven't even tried The Exorcist, the show. There's there, there's just certain things that 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 I hold so dear, like The Exorcist, such a great 
movie, anything. And I've watched the sequels, and I think there was a prequel, Exorcist, the beginning. And for me, it kind of really taints the story and the characters from the first movie. So when I see things, you know, like a TV show or something like that, I tend to try to stay away because I just don't want you know, the experience of those characters that you love and the story that you love to be, you know, just kind of really watered down, you know, with the more crap. That's just, So now I don't know if it's crap or not. I'm not giving it to do, but, you know, it's just when things are like that and, and they're not as good, they just really water down the original story, the original characters and everything like that. So when I see that, that the possibility is there, I, I tend to stay away. Yeah, I actually thought the series was pretty decent. Um but I understand what you're talking about. That's exactly why I haven't seen Motley Crue since 1988. <laughs> <laughs> I like that comparison. <laughs> um, a movie that we all, uh, um, I think we all gave it a good rating and thought it needed, it was due for a remake. Was Firestarter? Um, right. That's getting the Blumhouse treatment. Okay. Right. So, um, any thoughts on a Firestarter remake? Any idea who's going to be in it? Uh, right now, it's just announced. Uh, I think, um, let me see here, Akiva, Akiva Goldsman. I do not know who that is. Um, is the only thing announced, and uh, that is the director and also co-writer. So hmm. right now, it's in the er- early stages. I don't suppose we'll be seeing George C. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Or Keith David or David Keith. Right. You never know. You know, I, Drew Barrymore cameo would be cool, though. Yeah, I think that's a cool movie to uh, to do a remake on because it kind of, I think it sort of fell to the background and it's time for that one to have its light back on it again, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, um, it was a good movie. I, I, I liked it and, I mean, let's face it, the effects, could, they were good for the time, but they could certainly be upgraded. Right. Um, and, you know, maybe they could flush out the story a little bit more out of the book. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. That uh, director has uh, directed a couple of, looks like he's already directed a couple of episodes of the upcoming uh, Star Trek Discovery show. So I'll give it I'll give it a chance. There you go. Oh, Lance, real quick, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. I heard I heard the new Star Star Trek is going to be on, on some kind of streaming service. It it is the first episode is going to be on the regular CBS, but the, every episode after that's going to be a, you'll have to get uh, something called CBS All Access. Oh, yeah, and I think it's I'm, oh I'm, I'm in. It's Star Trek, dude. I, it could be four hundred dollars, and I'm in. But I think it's, I think it's going to be priced similar to Shutter, like four ninety nine a month or something. Yeah. Like that. No, it's more okay. than that. I think it's like it's like ten or fifteen. No, that's uh, not. What last I heard. time I you checked, sure it was that? last that's time. Yeah, last time I checked, dumb. it was. Nobody's going to watch that. Because uh, I was looking, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at it. That's it. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be wrong. The price may have changed. But last yeah. time I checked, I, I could have sworn it was like ten bucks a month or something like that. And there, it, it's been out for about a year. <laughs> and and the reason I didn't get into it was because. Um, you're not going to be able to watch live football on it. So I was like, well, what would yeah. be the point of saying that and not even be able to watch live football? So Yeah, the NFL is oh, too crazy hear that. that stuff. All right, I'm, okay, here's, here's, here's the prices that I show for it, and this is from their official website. It's uh, it, it, You get one week free, <laughs> just like any good drug dealer. Um, it says, with limited commercials, is five ninety nine a month. And commercial free is nine ninety nine a month. Boy, they're going to turn this so. streaming shit into more expensive than cable, man. That's some bullshit. Yep. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's kind of the kind of the wave of the future, man. There's no way around it. it. Like I said, Star I'll Trek. I'll find a way around it. <laughs> they, they got my money. They had my money before. No, I, I'm I'm so. I'm fine with what they. I would just rather have seen them like because they're CBS is part owner of Hulu. I'd rather seen it on Hulu or, uh, or something like sense. that, you know, because you get you know I'm paying for that too. So if all these network, I think the, if the networks are smart, they would stick together, right, and do a streaming service. Of them together versus each have their own. I'd buy that if I can watch football. So, right? Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see it come to Hulu, like kind of like how movie shows come to Netflix. Like once the entire season. Right. Over. Right. And that may be what I end up waiting on, which kind of sucks. Cause, right. You know, I'm I'm pretty big Star Wars, Star Trek nut too. So, um, but uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if anything, I might do the thing where I wait for all the episodes to come out and. then do the free seven days and watch them all in seven days and then cancel. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I'm with you on that. So, all right, moving on to some more TV news. Um, uh, when Game of Thrones concludes, uh, HBO is going to do four Game of Thrones spinoff shows. Oh, I heard about that. Four? Yeah. Four. Wow. Uh, I think wow. they may be going to the well one too many times, boys. Maybe, maybe. Any idea and- what spinoffs are about? Uh, I haven't heard anything. That was actually going to be my question for you guys. Uh, what spinoff show would you want to see? Well, I would think you would have to see uh, Daenerys or Tyrion, something or other. The actually, Mad King. Was, the story of the Mad yeah, King. Yeah, the story. Yeah, the Mad King. Say, the good, early yeah. stories. Yeah, the prequel. Get a prequel in there. How did yeah, Robert, definitely. King Robert, is it Robert? You got to see Baratheon, the dragon, right? Baratheon, yeah, sure. you got to see all the dragons and stuff. You know, I, right? I, I don't know. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. That's a good one. That that I would under I would go for. But continuing stories or side oh, wow. stories. Well, uh, the, the continuing stuff is kind of hard. You don't know how it's going to end yet. So <laughs> maybe uh, maybe but, Jamie's heroes. I could go for something like that, where uh, you know Jamie Lannister gets sent off with a with, with what a about, ragtag group or something like that. What about some uh, early Kyle Drago? Adventures or something. Yeah, there you oh, go. That's cool. a character everybody ever mm-hmm. misses. Sure. And so that way, so that way he can, you know, leave the Aquaman thing alone and <laughs> do something he's a little more, little more built for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our last uh, bit of news here: uh, Edge of Tomorrow Two has officially announced uh, the title of the sequel, and I'm officially saying it's the stupidest title for next year. It will be live, die, repeat, and repeat. And this yeah. is what? Okay. <laughs> well, Edge of okay. Tomorrow 2. They changed oh. the name on that one. So I, they're going to change wow. it again, I'm sure, before mm. it happens. Mm. Yeah. Well, well, I, I was confuse try- everybody even more. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find my Blu-ray of the movie, of the first movie, and it has like three different titles on there. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you so know, in that- Europe and stuff, they change the titles of these movies. So is Tom Cruise going to be in this one? Uh, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Just call okay. it Cruise, Cruise, Cruise. There you there go. And Cruise. Okay. Hey, yep. I'm, I'm <laughs> down for that. <laughs> Sounds like a law firm. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that's all the news we have. All right. Well, Patrick, uh, where, where, where are we going to be going now, man? Uh, sounds like we're going to be taking a little trip down to the trailer park. The new, the old... You name it. We're going to look at them all. I think we got 16,000 trailers, but actually, didn't uh, Brian, what'd you do? Whittle it down to like four or something for this show? So, yeah, something like that. All right. What's our, what's our first one, man? 
Okay, first one we're going to talk about is Apple Cart, starring Bria Grant, Barbara Crampton, Daniel Roebuck, and Allison Hayslip, um, directed by Brad Burr, which um, this tells me a little bit about this movie. He's worked on Phantasm Ravager. <laughs> Should be some great special <laughs> effects, man. A uh, quick little synopsis. Uh, a caring mother loses her sanity, setting off a chain of events resulting in tragedy and murder. The story of Casey Pollock unfolds from two very different perspectives when one night in the woods uh, culminates in absolute terror. Okay. Yeah, this, this kind of... Watching this, it kind of gave me sort of a, a, a shining type theme to it. It's kind of a shining thing to it. But, uh, of course, maybe the poor man's version. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've got a pass on this one, guys. I didn't I didn't get much out of this trailer. Yeah, it definitely looked kind of like the, I don't know, it, when, I, when I watched it, it, sort of reminded me of the old school slasher flick, kind of axe murder kind of thing going on. Um, I don't know. I mean, I might give it a watch, but uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe get a, a more in depth trailer. Yeah, maybe see what the next trailer holds for it. Yeah, because right. it was really it was kind of a it was kind of a short trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, nothing really stood out to me. It was it, it looked like you know just another movie. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only thing that stands out to me is this fucking guy is attached to Phantasm Ravenger. So yeah, <laughs> I, it, I'm I'm not looking not forward good. to it. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least we'll see when it comes out or when it gets closer. Maybe we'll get something a little more on it, but who knows. All right, our next trailer is 47 Meters Down, starring Mandy Moore, Claire Holt, and Matthew Modine. Mandy Moore? Directed I by, that. Directed by Johannes Roberts. Or I believe I'm pronouncing his name right. Quick synopsis. Two sisters vacationing in Mexico are trapped in a shark cage at the bottom of the ocean. With less than an hour of oxygen left and great white sharks circling nearby, they must fight to survive. Okay. Uh, I thought the trade on this looked pretty cool. I mean, it's definitely the Jaws genre, sharks in the water and all that stuff, which, you know, we've seen higher many times. But I will say I thought the concept was at least a little different. Yeah, now um, you're in their territory. You know, yeah, and, you know, the whole limited oxygen thing and it. It looks like it has some thrills on it. It does look good. I, I saw Shallows for the first time, I want to say, a week or two weeks ago. And right. I really dug that. You know, it was, the shark was more of a – he had like a personal – it seemed like he had a personal grudge against the lady and all that. Mm. So, you know, that was a little far-fetched, but I actually I enjoyed it quite quite well. One thing – I saw two versions of the trailer on here. One thing I couldn't really make out for sure in which it's actually intriguing me to want to watch this is – the, how the cage got down there. I couldn't tell if the people that were putting it down, were, are they fucking with them? Or did it actually just snap? That is and the it fell. practical joke <laughs> ever. The, the, the trailer I saw shows the rope fraying and breaking, so I don't know. Yeah. You know, you know, they're probably using it on some, they're down in some third world country sightseeing, so there's probably some yeah. rope that's been used for 200 years and they never bothered replacing it. You know? Aston Kutcher <laughs> swims by and like, films him and shit. You've All right, you got <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they just think okay. sharks. You know? They, oh. Knowing that's 
going to survive and this is how they get their kicks you know because there's not there wasn't really a lot of you know hey we're going to help and try to get you out I was I was just about to say that uh, I believe Matthew Modine plays the ship captain and he really didn't look like he was in any kind of panic <laughs> exactly. I was about to say that's Matthew exactly. Modine ah, I didn't even shit. recognize him well man. I guess they're dead yeah. now here we go <laughs> uh, and and I apologize uh, we had a, actual, uh, a listener uh, tweet us about this movie they've already seen this movie Oh yeah, Ooh, really? And um, is claiming that it's way better than The Shallows. Oh come on! Oh. Bullshit! I, I call bullshit. I don't doubt it. I think it looks kind of cool. I mean, with the exception of nobody's trying to find them, but I'm sure yeah. that we'll figure that out you in the know, movie. I mean, you, you can't know what? You know what? Plot all holes you, in the all trailer. You guys, all you guys are looking forward to this movie. To me, it looks like a fucking piece of shit. Nah, I'm not uh, worried about it. It's like a horrible, horrible preview to me, man. I'm not looking forward to this at all. Mandy Moore, she can't even act. I like Mandy Moore. She's, all right, I'm. I'm I'm, I'm going to make a stand. Lance, this is okay. going to be on your top 10. This is going to be on your top 10 for the year. I'm making the call now. Yeah. Now, now you have to see it. You have to see it. That's the challenge. And it will be on your top 10. And how do we know that there's not a pair of tits in it that's going to totally redeem the movie? True. 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 Uh, yeah. Sword style. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, if, maybe if Jacqueline Bissett from 40 years ago goes swimming by in a tank top, I'll watch it. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, now we're going to get into the two biggest trailers of this episode. Uh, first one is uh, The Dark Tower, starring Idris Alba, Matthew McConaughey, Catherine Winnick, Abby Lee, and Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, Catherine uh, Winnick. I didn't notice her in it, but boy, she's one of my favorites. One of my favorite um, uh, Vi- Viking. I didn't women. even notice her either. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Jay, I'm, I'm going to let you start this off. Ooh, okay, uh, you guys want to hear from me, huh? Yeah, I've yeah. read the books, um, listened to the audio. I've actually done the whole series up to six times. I re- this is one of my absolute favorite stories, my favorite Stephen King story of all time. And I am having problems with this from the beginning. Oh, no. Um, uh, right from the beginning. Um so the way the trailer is portraying – and I'm not going to get too deep into the story, but I'm just going to – you know. The couple issues I have is the thing with Roland. This is his. This is his. This is this is his whole life. He's been searching for the Dark Tower. He knows what it is. He knows what right. he has to do. This and, and in the book, there's always the reference. Time is funny, you know, or time is different. So Roland could be forty years old. Roland could be four hundred years old. Roland could be a thousand years old. Okay, this, so the, this okay. is the gunslinger, right? This is the gunslinger. Okay. So this this quest. There, it, nothing is more important. The lives of his friends, family, nothing is more important. But this trailer makes it look like Jake is teaching Roland, hey, the dark, you got to do this to save the dark tower. You got to save this to Earth. Yeah, I know what I got to do. It's like telling Superman, you know, I think you need to fly up there. You're like, I know what to do, guys. Okay. And it's just that right there. And I had to watch it three times because that right. really turned me off right there. Um, I love Matthew McConaughey, I really do. Anything he does is great. I am completely not buying him as the Man in Black. I just, what? I, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm not on, with dude. it. I'm not with Michael. Yes, I'm not. I'm, I am I'm not with this. He's just up that fence and jumping completely on the other side. <laughs> God damn it! Dave. What can you tell from just one well, trailer, though, man? Come on. Because if you read the books, the Man in right. Black is okay. Have you guys ever seen The Stand? Yeah, you're talking about Jamie Sheridan's character. He was perfect in the in the in the uh, miniseries. 
Randall Flagg. Okay. Yeah, Randall Flagg. It's basically it's the same character if you read all the books. It, it is the same character. So the man in black isn't 100% this serious, evil, I'm going to come at you, I'm going to do this. Matthew McConaughey, and it may not be the actor, okay, and it may not be the actor, I'll, I'll, I'll backstep on that, and it may just be how it's written, but he's he, he's all serious, all evil, 100%. That's, that's the way the trailer's looking. He's not sort of like this evil goofball. He's kind of, right. you know jokingly and you know like screwing he really likes screwing with people i would say that mm-hmm. negan is sort of maybe a riff off of the man in black where mm-hmm. you know he's a guy, but he likes fucking with people a lot i'm not getting this from mcconaughey at all or the character so that already right. has some warning flags for me it's just and what is roland doing on earth it's way too soon and why is he on earth as himself again i'm probably getting right. to spoil territory but you should not see roland there's a gunslinger sorry guys right on earth in new york you, he needs to be there in a different form but again it's the trailer so there may be a a twist to that where um let me kind of give you a reference uh hunt for red october they're speaking russian and then it focuses, focuses in, and there's, and you're hearing English, but they're actually speaking Russian. So it may be like, right. okay, Could actually be. seeing Roland, but he's really not Roland. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, but right now it looks like there's just way, way too many changes. This, the whole story is being, you know, shaken up, thrown in here. Let's throw in this story. Let's throw in this story. Let's shake it up, pour it out, and see what we get. So I really have a lot of concerns for this one. Yeah. Person like it. Hey Jay, did you see uh, did you see Eddie or, or uh, Susanna in here? No, no, you, they they're not in there, which makes sense because I would think that the movie will probably end with the discovery of those guys introducing the two okay. new characters okay. into the very next movie. I'm completely on board with that. I'm, I'm don't rush into it. Don't pick up these characters way too soon because one of the best stories is Roland getting these two folks into his world. And right. so I do not compact that into a montage or 10 or five minutes, draw that out. The drawing of the three, draw out that story and and introduce these absolute characters that you're going to get so involved in in depth with. So I'm on board with them not even being in this movie, except maybe to the last, maybe like a after credits uh, scene or something Ooh, like that. Yeah, Stinger, that'd be perfect. See, man, I'm on the other side of the fence on about everything that you just said, except here's the thing, though. I haven't read the book. I'm just going off of the trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the story is about or anything. But I feel like Stephen King and they've got Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey in it, and, and they're finally doing a really good one for Stephen King. That's what he needs, this big blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. And it's probably not going to follow the, the, the books to a T, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. You know, none of them ever do. But uh, okay, uh, hopefully a, a any quick, licensing they take is going to be awesome. A quick, thing I, I just, a quick thing I just found. This is saying it's it's a continuation from the books. Ah. Oh, see that? Ah, that's, that's, that is a red flag. <laughs> that is a red flag, and that is... It gives them that is, That's a huge spoiler, man. That is a huge spoiler for them to say that. Wow. For anybody who wants to read the books, it really is. And that... Mm, that's probably why I, I haven't wanted to read the cool. books just yet again. I mean, I've read the first four, but I kind of want to wait and see because I don't want it to ruin the movie for me. But, you know, like you talked about with Matthew McConaughey, 
we don't really have a very big sample size of right. what you know yeah. for him I being flagged. So we don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt just for the simple fact that he's done so well with other characters. So we'll like wait and see on shit, that. That guy, man. I, I'm yeah, down with that. I'm and for me, it's sold. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to see the movie regardless. That much. Of, they've already got my money. So I'm, yeah. here, I'm with you. Yeah, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm it's go kind of like um, I, I. I did one of the things I did like about the trailer that I thought was interesting. You know, because you know, from what I, it's like, I said, now it's been a while since I've read the books, so they're not nearly as fresh in my mind. But you know, he is a great gunslinger. Like he's got all. You know, he's real good with the guns, and I did like seeing some of the tricks they were doing with the guns, like. When he whips the gun across his belt and it loads, and he yeah. catches some bullets out of the air in a cylinder, I thought that stuff was kind of cool, just oh, yeah, to give definitely. him just to give him some otherworldly kind of magicianship of, of of the six shooter kind of sort of thing, you know. I think they have a lot of potential uh, with this one. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't want the I don't want the trailers to spoil too much for me because, like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not and and that's true too. Like you know, you're talking about where it takes place within the book. I don't know either. But I know I want them to do it right, so I'm hoping that it's done well and whatever changes they make work because we know they're going to have to make some changes. I mean, that's just something you have to accept anymore in the, in the when it comes to books being moved over to movies. So hopefully yeah. it's the right changes and, and the ones that may or may not necessarily be completely right don't mess up the story so much that it completely ruins it. Mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. All right, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. I, I mean, I saw the Lord of the Rings movies before I even read the book, so I can see what you're coming from. You know, I don't, I'm not vested into the story. I'm not vested into, you know, reading something that people cherish so much. You know, I saw the movies right. like, okay, this is great, and then people's like, oh, where's that? The character Tom something, I forget his name. Like, Tom I don't know what that is. Tom Bombadil is like and a lot right. of people were were disturbed because he wasn't in there. It's like, well, and then I read the books later. I'm like, well, that makes sense to leave him out. I get why he was left out. I'm I'm on board with that. So, yeah, right. I'll, I'll wait till I see it. So, Lance, are you going to reverse this on me and, and say this is going to be one of my top tens? No, I'm not ready to make <laughs> that call yet, dude. <laughs> I'm not, 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 not confident there at all, man. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I was hopeful that uh, they were going to go with that plan that I heard about where they were going to make a movie and then a uh-huh. TV series and then another movie. Oh, yeah. I remember you talking about Oh, they still, yeah. they, they still are doing the series. That, okay. Yeah, that's, well, I think cool. that's still the plan. Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, yeah this movie more, should be. Yeah, this movie should be like one and probably two and a little well known. It can't be two. So it's probably going to be a yeah. one and maybe some experts take it from the other movies and throw them in there. Uh, I guess we'll uh, I guess we'll find out pretty soon. When, when's it coming out, Brian? August 4th. Not too long. And, um, we're, we're not going to really get into this trailer. I just I just wanted to bring it up. Uh, the It trailer, uh, they released a second trailer for it. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to ask you guys a question since we just talked about The Dark Tower. Which is going to be a bigger hit for Stephen King? The Dark Tower or the It uh, movie? I it. think It without question. Hands down. Yeah, I mean, they've already yeah. released so much crap for it ahead of time that, I mean, it's they've, they've put all their promotion power in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to be on board with that. Hit's already got some history behind it. It's a remake. Um, it's a horror movie. You all, everybody knows what it is. The Dark Tower, I think there's going to be some people confused as to, right. is it a Western? Is it sci-fi? W- yeah. What is it? So there's going to be a lot of people who really don't know what Dark Tower is, but everybody knows what it is. So yeah. it's going to be yeah. a good one. Yeah. Fair enough. I agree. 
Okay, moving on to our last trailer, which is Blade Runner 2049, starring Ooh, Harrison boy. Ford, Ryan Gosling, Jared Leto, Dave Bautista, Anna DeArmas, Robin Wright, Lenny James, and Edward James Olmos. Wow. Hell of a cast. <laughs> um, yeah. Patrick, I'm going to let you uh, start this one off. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this. Um, Blade Runner is one of my all-time favorite uh, science fiction movies uh, just because it's such an incredible story and, and uh, you know, it's just visually stunning and all kinds of stuff. So I'm expecting a lot out of this movie. I, I hope I don't have it on too high of a pedestal. Um, but I am happy to see that it's Ridley Scott has at least got, you know, some hands on it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Dennis Villeneuve has done real well with uh, some movies, so I'm, I've got some. I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be good. I mean, it looks pretty interesting. The, the longer trailer kind of gives us a little bit more. Like it looks like there's coming to a head of. Uh, there's like it almost seems like a war between the replicants and the humans or something brewing. Or um, so I don't know. It's, it looks very interesting. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing where they take us with it. Yeah, see, I, I like that they're not giving us too much in the trailer. I mean, because this is <laughs> right. a whole lot more than the little teaser trailer they came out with earlier. But, uh, I mean, just from the cast alone and the and the, the little bit that I've seen from it, it's definitely going to be huge. I, I think it's going to be really good. But Yeah, I, I will I, say this. Don't there destroy is one... it with trailers. <laughs> yeah, not, not to interrupt you there, I just want to say that there is one thing I do hope they answer in the movie. Well, or at least, I don't know, because it was more of a rumored thing. So Right. Um, but um, if you all don't remember, it, the, in the original movie, it was rumored that Deckard himself was a replicant. Right. I was going to bring that up. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. So I'm curious if they will answer that or not, um, because he was supposedly a replicant that didn't have a lifespan. Uh, okay. Expiration date or whatever, or something like that. So, um, you know, and, and that was speculated for years and what all, why not. So I, I'll be curious to see if they actually answer that or not. That'd be kind of interesting to see, it, you know, if something becomes of that. I, you, you know what? I was thinking about that, and I think that that may be answered. And my question was is Ryan Gosling and, and is, he, is he Decker? Are, are they the same guy? Right. Is so, he a replicant so words, of him? Took the words right out of my mouth. Well, not quite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, I, was, right. I, was thinking, yeah. I was thinking that Deckard can't be because he's obviously aged, but I'm thinking uh-huh. they're going to bring Gosling's character in, and he will be. And he right. will be? And, and maybe he's right. a replicant of Deckard, right? That I don't know. Now, that I hadn't thought about, man. That that would mm-hmm. put a whole new angle to yeah. it, for sure. Then there, there, there's a bigger question. If, if that's true, and I'm going to sidestep, I'm going to kind of go off the rails here. If that's true and Ryan Gosling does such a great job, uh, do we have a new Indiana Jones? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No. I'd watch it. No. That. No. no. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know if I like Ryan Gosling enough for him to carry carry that franchise, but uh, uh, I don't know. I, he kind of has the the rugged looks for it a little bit. He, no, he, he might, does. He I just I'm not off. I'm not a huge fan of him as an actor. I mean, he's okay. Right. I don't hate him. I just don't love him. You know. I don't know, man. He's kind of underrated. If you go back and look at some of the some of the performances, he, he's yeah. actually he's actually got quite a bit of range, man. You know, actually, I, I, I'm actually going to go the other way. I think he's overrated. 
you know what? I, I'm with you, Brian. I'm sorry. Who, was it Patrick? Did you say that earlier? What's uh, that? You weren't on board with Ryan being right. Yeah, I, kinda, I, just, I was kind of on board with you guys until right? I seen the nice guys. Once I saw the nice guys, yeah. I was like, you know what? Maybe this guy is what everybody's saying he is. But yeah, prior to that, I he was he a regular other actor to me. He was well, he wasn't super special. I've seen a bunch of stuff he's been in. He's he's good. I like him. I you mean, hey, hey, the Big Short. He was good in the Big Short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see, La La Land. I didn't. I didn't care. I didn't care. I, I, I didn't, didn't watch for him in that. The, yeah, see. the Nice Guys was really good. Uh, the uh, Only God Forgives was too fucking weird for me to judge. <laughs> it, but it seems I, I like weird stuff. That movie. He, he does a lot of weird. It seems stuff. like he's the same character in that movie as in this one and Drive. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. No, wait a minute. The place beyond the pines. He was really good in that yeah, movie. Yeah, that's the yes, one I was thinking. You know what? Of. Yeah, good he's got call. some good, good performances, call. guys. Well, he, then from what it sounds like, it's like fifty-fifty. He's got yeah, he's got right. some hits and misses. Gotcha. Uh, his best performance was getting Ava Mendez to marry him. So I, I totally agree, right there. Roger <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Stole right away from Ghost Rider, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he used a bike as well. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we got a release date of October 6th for Blade Runner 2049. All right. Got a little, little ways to wait on that one, huh? Yep, and that is our last trailer. This may be a challenge <laughs> this week, Philip. Being as how we were, uh, we we've been at we've been at Frightmare Weekend, and we're we're, yeah. we're not down off Cloud Nine even quite yet, so. Uh, you may have to do a little fishing to, to to find some of the feedback, man. But oh what no, you got, what you got for us, man? That's uh, Lars actually. Uh, Lars Christian Detlifson actually gave us uh, some feedback from that uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend episode already. He said it was a great interview with D. Wallace, very inspiring. And uh, yeah, she absolutely was wonderful, man. She was so cool. And uh, when we went and met her at Texas Frightmare, she was amazing too. I just um, want to say, uh, yeah. I, I just I just recently li- listened to the episode. You guys did a fantastic job. Oh, editing, man! Way to go, Lance. This guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> who's, who's, the one who, who's the one who got the interview <laughs> set up? Is what I want to know. <laughs> if it wasn't for Brian, there wouldn't. Yeah, have been a true that too. Okay, how about that? Oh, and I, I love that intro too with the music right, with, the, awesome. with, with the that with the Soska great. twins. Oh yeah, Texas Hippie Coalition. There you go. That yeah. was Lance too, man. He picked the music on that one. All right, and then uh, Stephen Loblad uh, commented on the uh, the horror, the uh, Sleepy Hollow getting canceled, and uh, he said he knew it was coming, but damn. And he liked season one and three, but this last season was really different but watchable. Man, I. I I tapped out after season one of that one. Really? I, I haven't seen it. That's another one of those 20, 20, 20 yeah, it was just it was, TV it was too shows, corny. Huh? It was like it was it was a lot like Grimm, which I also liked, right. but is also super corny. You know, <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, exactly. It was way too prime time, right? It's just yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have that FX, FX or AMC cable quality to it. That's what really, what <laughs> really, really got me into it was the, the the cop lady. Oh my god, is she hot? Jesus, yeah, that's, well, that's well, very true. <laughs> I don't think anybody's gonna watch the show, but spoilers. Uh, they killed her character off. Oh and no! Oh yeah. Show was that. downhill. Well, she well was I'm glad dry, I bounced out I after episode three. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing, Steven, stop sending me uh, crying Jordan faces because my my Houston Rockets lost. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. What happened with that? Well, I don't want to get too into it. They got blown out in epic fashion on the last game. It was the worst game of the season was their last game. Exactly. I, you know, that that's my team. I don't, you know, I don't want to get into it, but yeah, it's always next season. <laughs> always next season. Uh, well, that's pretty much it for our listener feedback this week. Cause we've well, got comic Palooza this week. Hey Phil, just real yeah, quick. Um, I actually have some feedback. I just figured I'd do it live while I was on Let's here. Let's do it. Um, there Fuck. was a couple things. Do it live. Um, the last episode you guys did, we were talking about you yourself were talking about seeing Jurassic Park with your kids and everything, and how that held up. Yeah. And I, I did want to tell you, I saw that in a the theater here. Oh, it's been maybe a year or so ago, and I hadn't seen it in the theater since it came out, and it was like watching it for the first time. It was amazing. I was like, that's right. definitely one of those movies that you got to. The big screen is by far. Any chance you can see, take kids to see that on the big screen, it's worth doing. Oh, I Because it that really makes a huge difference. Pull back um, and show the dinosaurs real epically. Ah, that would have been really yeah, cool it, on the big screen. Yeah, it was, it was great. We saw Animal Draft House showed it one time here not too long ago, and I went and saw it here. It was really awesome. And then the other piece of feedback I had was about the Texas Frightmare. And you guys were talking with E.G. Daly, which I thought was a great interview. Um, and Lance had mentioned, I totally forgot she was in all those 80s movies. Yeah, um, and Better Off Dead happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time from the '80s. Um, but uh, also, she did the voice. She did that Tommy Pickles voice. Well, she was also the voice of a cartoon that I used to watch in the '90s called Eat the Cat. And oh, I didn't yeah. catch it. Oh, I didn't oh, catch I love it that until, cat. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And cartoon. Powerful. That was one of my favorites. We used to get stoned in the morning and watch that. Me and my buddies from work when I worked <laughs> overnight at a Kmart there in Texas. It was great. We'd get up in the morning and come home, and we'd all sit there and do a little round table and, and watch Eat the Cat. It was good times, but uh, adult swim is I didn't catch that until <laughs> she did the Tommy Pickles voice. I realized, like, oh my god, that's the voice of Wendy Elizabeth, you know, the, the cat owner from Eat the Cat, so yeah. I just thought Eat that was the- kind of cool, so that made me even, that made me love her even more after that, so um, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of jealous y'all got to meet her. <laughs> oh, and then you had one more piece of feedback of what I should have said to uh, Ric Flair in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 you can go ahead and say it so you can get some practice. <laughs> I got to practice for this weekend, just in case. Patrick told me to uh, should have looked over at it, down at, at the stall and been like, "Hey, nice watch." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That may not have gone over well. He would have remembered me. <laughs> then you could have said, I got this black eye from Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Can you sign my black eye, Ric right? Flair? What's he going to do? Punch me in the face? Yeah. Is there something yeah. else he can yeah, autograph? He <laughs> hey, this is Sean Whalen Roach from People Under the Stairs. You are listening to The Horror Returns. <laughs> Feature presentation. <laughs> All right, cool. So... Did you like that? That's kind of awesome. Like, That's kind of awesome, dude. <laughs> they go with that from now on. So, uh, obviously, our our main movie of the week, we'll get to it a little bit. But first, it's a little little movie called Howard the Duck. So we all we all went back. <laughs> we all help. went back and set the way 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 back machine and checked I can't out. Can't help but think of that stupid song, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Oh, All right. Well, as, us- as usual, let's start with some trivia. Howard Howard the Duck was directed and written by Willard Yuck. <laughs> How appropriate, huh? 
Uh, also, is that even real? Also, no, well, oh, I'm got the best kind of starting ever. to wonder if that wasn't George Lucas's uh, pseudonym or something. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm thinking that. Uh, but he was also known for best defense. Have you guys ever seen that piece of shit? No. No. Uh, was it Eddie Murphy and uh, who? Who was the little British actor that played Arthur? Uh, uh, w- w- yeah, w- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if, if that's if if I'm thinking of the same movie, that's what it was. Um, and he also did Messiah of Evil. You guys ever heard of that one? No, it's a uh, negative. Okay, not not sounding good for Howard yeah, the Duck here. Probably yet. not a good sign. <laughs> not a good sign. Okay, <laughs> if I had to uh, predict into the future. Um, all right, so our first piece of trivia: uh, George Lucas was heavily in debt. Having just built the $50 million plus Skywalker Ranch complex and was counting on this film to get him back in the black. (laughs) Good call. When it it bombed, he was forced to start selling off assets to stay afloat. His friend, he he had a friend by the name of Steve Jobs. You guys ever heard of this guy? Yeah, he owned a little fruit fruit company, didn't he? Uh, Hey, good one, man. Uh, He offered to help by buying Lucasfilm's newly launched CGI animation division for a price well above market value. And Lucas, in desperate straits and thankful for the assistance, agreed. you guys have any idea what that division eventually became uh, uh, to be known as? Pixar. Pixar animation. Pixar, yeah. (laughs) You win a (laughs) t-shirt. I win a (laughs) t-shirt. I'd, I would throw one at we would throw one at you from our booth if it was uh, tomorrow at the uh, Comic Con. So Comic Police, <laughs> boy, Steve Jobs knows how to make money. <laughs> well, I want you to get take my shirt and give it to the girl with the biggest knockers. Uh, okay, if you can do that for me, Lance. Make, I think we can make that happen. <gasps> All uh, right. Executive producer George Lucas spent two million dollars. Well, this may be part of the reason he was in so much fucking debt. He spent two million dollars on the goddamn duck suit. <laughs> What? Oh my god! <laughs> Are you serious? This is a lot. And this is especially back then. Man, and eight different actors worked inside the costume. That made sense. According to the 2009 DVD release, a child actor was intended to be the main Howard, but didn't work out. So another actor named Ed Gale ended up performing the lion's share of the major scenes as Howard, and as such, earned himself a credit at the start of the film. And uh, you guys were talking about Better Off Dead earlier. So John Cusack and and also Martin Short auditioned for the voice of Howard. No, I would have I would have watched Martin Short as Howard the Duck. Oh man, who's gonna who's gonna get it? Who's gonna get it going, guys? Who's first? Uh, we usually let I'll, our guests go first. So Jay, you can go ahead and take the stage. All right, I will. I got a little nice little story to this. First, I'm gonna blend my uncool of the week <laughs> with this movie. Okay, now I rented this on iTunes. Okay, three ninety nine. That is the worst money I've ever spent, and I once paid a guy to kick me in the nuts. So, no, that's not true. I just kind of threw I, that in. Okay, okay, I was gonna say. I feel like there should be a story I just behind wanna, that. I, yeah, I just want to. I just want to exaggerate how much terrible this film is. Okay, so as a kid, um, I had. 
had a, I had a good friend of mine. We would, you know, at the sixth or seventh grade, I forget, we'd walk to his house. Okay. And the only thing I ever wanted to do was watch Howard the Duck because I've never seen it, right? So I was watch Howard the Duck. And he's like, oh, my God, why do you want to watch that stupid movie? And so we would go and maybe watch five, ten minutes of it, and then we'd go do other things. So I never really got to see the movie. The thing he really wanted to watch, his parents had these porn cartoons, these extravagant uh, Swedish, whatever, and that's what he wanted to watch. But can't blame him on that. Yeah, you just, ten or you just wanted times. to see some duck boobs, man. That's all I wanted, right? <laughs> so I probably seen Howard the beginning of Howard the Duck fifteen times, and it wasn't until I was an adult that I actually finally got to see the movie. Like, you know, I'm finally going to sit down and watch Howard the Duck, and right. uh, be careful for what you wish for. Yeah, that's that's probably the the lesson, the biggest lesson you're going to learn today about this movie is be careful what you wish for because this movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually love this movie. There's duck boobs. Oh, awesome! Yeah, we got two exactly and, opposites here. And and the reason why is because it represents everything bad about '80s movies. Okay, but in a good way, you know. I mean, it's like it's so you. bad, it's good, you know. Right. I mean, the first the first ten minutes of this movie, or maybe like the first five. Gives you every cliche you could possibly ask for from an eighties right. movie. Sure, oh everything. God. I mean, every- you've got the you've got the gratuitous duck boobs. You've got the <laughs> the, 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 the cheesy the cheesy punk it. rock baddies. Right. I mean everything, the, and and how it's all sort of centered around a rock song that sucks. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> I mean everything about the movie. <laughs> all those all the stuff that we love about cheesy eighties movies is in this movie. Okay. And that's why I like it. I mean, I, you know, yes, the movie. Let's let's not. You know, it is a dog turd in a lot of ways. <laughs> but but there's something great about just how uh, it culminates all of these things, and that's why I loved about it. Um, you know, I mean, it's got shitty dialogue. It's got just everything. And you know, on the plus side, you get to see Leah Thomas in her underwear, which I know is not quite as good as so a, a breast shot. But she is. She was wow. back then. I had a. I had a. She I was a bit sexy in there. For her. Yeah. So yeah. even that much ever, I was like, man, that's awesome. So as a kid, you know, when I went and saw this, you know, I liked it for what it was. But I, I, I it was definitely a letdown back then. But now, just because of what it represents and stuff, I like it. So uh, one thing I could not. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. I wasn't saying anything. Oh. <laughs> One thing that I just couldn't get over, and I, I, I get it, it's probably for kids and all that. Why is everything on Howard the Ducks Homeworld duck related? I mean, you don't see everything on our planet right. human related. Right. You know, there's not human names to everything. Oh, this right. is a it's a Terran cloth. You know, no, don't call it Washington Duckbill or or Mallards or something. Right. We get it. He's a duck. It's a duck world. Just give it regular names. Don't duck theme. Everything, but, like but the the no, that, was kind of, that was kind of cute, right. though, man. I, I was afraid the duck puns were going to get out of control really fast, but uh-huh. it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, man. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I yeah. kind of thought uh, that part was funny. To, to extend that, not only are they they're duck themes, but they're also human-based duck themes. How so? You know, 
Well, well, okay. So, for instance, you know, even the Howard the Duck himself, you know, he walks on two feet, and the duck tits—they look like human tits, but with feathers. <laughs> you know, they're, they're humanoid. They're not like so. It's like, and that was the thing about the '80s. A lot of '80s stuff, you know, when they had aliens, they were all humanoid based right. of some level. You know, there was no creativity of why no. the fuck would they be humanoid based in reality. You know, I mean, was it was it because of special effects? Maybe they just didn't have they didn't have the technology. I'm sure that was I mean, part of it. It's easier to kill yeah. somebody in a spacesuit that's got two legs yeah. and arms, and you yeah. know. But Godzilla, um, Godzilla's a perfect example why he walks the way he does. He just technology right. wasn't there. Right. You had to put somebody in a rubber suit, you know, yeah. dragging his tail across the ground. No animal drags their big ass tail across the ground. Lift right. it up in the air. <sighs> And, and let's not forget the fact of how he gets to Earth. I mean, you're going to tell me he wouldn't have just burnt to a crater. We should have, he should have been peaking by the time he landed on Earth. He should have been know, frozen. Been, it was a different ready dimension. They all had it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And how was he breathing while he was going Right, exactly. Space, right? So all, and that, he comes, all that silly on, stuff. Guys, that's all part of it, though. That's, that's, part, of, that's right. part of the joke here. That, that's that's the part of that 80s cheese, yes. Yeah. I want to know what Brian had to say about it. Um, I'm right there with Patrick. I kind of have a nostalgic love for this movie. I've seen it so many times as a kid. I mean, like you said, the one thing you always remember is duck boobs, and you get duck boobs twice. Yeah. You get, yes, you do. You yes. get the centerfold. Mm-hmm. But no lay it right, right. And, of course, you get uh, – you're talking about they have, like, human – you know, human kind of stuff on their planet. You know, you get their own form of martial arts with quack foo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was awful. <laughs> yeah, well, why would you call it the, quack foo? I mean, we, <laughs> we don't call worst it worst martial art. Ever. We don't call it word foo or talk foo. I mean, it's it's so silly. It's just I, you know. I think what it stands for me is I didn't get to see it as a kid. It's something that I've always wanted to see yeah. as a kid, and then when right. I finally saw it as an adult, I looked at it from an adult's point of view sort of because when you watch things as a kid you know they're great and then you see them as, as an adult um, one example is as a kid i used to love the tv series the dukes of hazard it was the greatest oh, thing yeah. in the world love that show love that and show. then when you watch it as an adult you watch it now you're like wow this is this is not good awesome this is, is what it is <laughs> oh, no, 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 come on you, you're um, me, dude. it's you know what it's because you, you evolve, you evolve with taste and you evolve with expectations. You get shows like, you know, like Breaking Bad and The Shield right. and things like that. That just kind of – there's a problem with shows that are so good like that. They really kind of evolve your taste and what you like. You know, there are That's some things saying. that bring you back as a kid, song, right. smell, movies and things like that. I'm not going to knock those t- or take those out. But it's just – you're still going to love that because it's still going to bring you back. Um but it, it sometimes, even for me, it does really it does really um, evolve my taste and things that I used to like. I just I don't like anymore, unfortunately. Well, if, if that's the case, then I'm devolving because I remember when I first saw this movie when it first came out, I fucking hated it. Did you? Because yeah, because I love the Gerber uh, comic, and I used to read the comics all the time. And I saw the show, and I was like. This is fucking nothing like the comic books because it wasn't what I visualized. It was real funny yeah. looking mm-hmm. and the, the fake suit and all that bullshit. I yeah. hated it in 86. But when I watched it this time, in spite of myself, I actually I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, hell yeah. I had a lot of fun. Like I said, yeah. I, I love the cheese part of it. The, the, the duck puns, they didn't quite go overboard. They started to, and I was thinking, oh, shit. 
Are we going to be up for two hours of this? But they kind of ended them like in the first ten minutes, and I was okay with that. You know, and then now, and then the characters that he met, I thought were great. I thought that Jeffrey Jones Jeffrey Jones character was 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 really funny. Quite oh, frankly, he was good. Quite frankly, the special effects in this were better were better than some of the movies we reviewed I, last year. Right. I was going right. to bring this up the Absolutely. the evil space overlord that great special effects and great puppetry it was that, that was a good that was a good looking monster right it good was there monster. was a lot of good special effects there's a lot of things that i think that they did actually really right in this movie mm-hmm. um one of them was not the writing at all that was my yeah. biggest problem with it man right. there was such a good movie in here they had like the same formula as guardians of the galaxy no joke it was a comedy they were right. trying to hit one liners and stuff the problem is that none of it was any was funny at all. None of yeah. it was funny. It was fucking terrible. Right. <laughs> that's that's my that's my biggest problem with it. So uh, I disagree, man. I, I get some chuckles. I, I, I think I think we, we gotta give it a point for Leah Thompson. <laughs> we gotta definitely um, yeah, that, that was one of the things I I didn't notice as a kid, but you notice now watching it. Yeah, yeah. The, right. how close. You were about to see some bestiality in this movie. Right. I know. It was right. weird there right. for a minute. <laughs> and you want to slap the damn duck because she was all for it. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know about right. all that. Right, right. What the hell? Is this- and why was his condom oh, not in, in a wrap? Who puts a who puts an unwrapped <laughs> condom? condom. In- <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was high school shit. <laughs> and then after it barely fit on her fingers, she was still like, "Oh, Howard, let's go." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think the special effects were great. Um, uh, the uh, the the whole thing was 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 pretty good just from a production standpoint. Um, it just I, the writing was awful, man. Like I, I didn't like any of the jokes, man. It was like it's like watching just a really bad stand-up comedian. Like uh, the sarcastic duck, I I get would have been cool, but then he kept kind of changing back and forth his character a little bit, and uh, I, I hate to get too serious on it like that with a Howard yeah, the Duck, but uh, I, you know it, it they it just it just wasn't. It didn't hit it for me, you know. But I mean, the formula was there. It had potential. I do have, I do have one. I do have one question for you, Brian. Huh? Have you ever? Have you ever? Because uh, you know we're down here in Louisiana, Cajun country. Have you ever had duck sausage? No, I haven't. Well, then why I was going to ask if. Well, then why don't you duck down here and get some, boy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to oh, ask if if, if anybody's one. heard of duckaroni. Duckaroni. No, no I've never. Because <laughs> that that for some reason showed up in the movie, oh, and it no. was on Earth. It, wasn't it yeah. on Earth? No, yeah. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't uh, catch that. So for me, it had three good things going. It had, uh, of course, Leah Thompson. It had the Jeffrey Jones character, and right. also one and of the, the third best. Thing be Tim Robbins. No, Tim Robbins is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Pretty rough. The, the stop go animation of the creature was one of the best I've seen. It was that was yeah. actually yeah, that was, that was actually really good. good. Sometimes you can tell it was stop go, but at sometimes it didn't really look like stop go. I mean, it really looked like maybe like it was a giant puppet or something. Right. That that creature was actually really really good. So those are the three things that I no Tim Robbins was just oh my oh my, extremely <laughs> over the top because yeah. he kept is he a good guy is he a bad guy he's just oh my it's fucking God. crazy is what he <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, ready for scores on this one 
Yeah, yeah, because I think we're yeah. ready to move on to the big to the big movie. So, uh, well, uh, Jay, uh, Jay, you went first, right? Yeah, I give it two duck boobs on ten. Two, two on ten. <laughs> hey, okay, that's higher than I thought you were going to give it. <laughs> <laughs> I give this one a, a really heartfelt six and a half. Wow. I mean, this okay. is I I, I, I I love this movie for all the cheesiness it represents. Uh, you know, I'd give it a higher score, but right. the fact that it is a polished turd in a lot of ways. Um, but <laughs> yeah. but it just represents so many great things about the all the '80s movies that we love. You know that, and you know, like the whole everything. You know, some of the '80s movies are always a lot of them had that based on wanting to be a rock star. You know, and all yeah, that stuff, sure. and you know, all that stuff. And this was all you definitely. That. And, and and what classic eighties comedy doesn't have Jeffrey Jones in it somewhere, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, so it's before, uh, to me, it's a, it's, it's a for child right? Or yeah, he yeah. did. Like he's a weird looking really? dude. Yeah. Like if you yeah. if you'd tell me he was a child, I, I didn't know that at all. Oh no, that did I? And I'm yeah. like, wow, that totally makes sense. The, the, the little <laughs> por- the, the, the porn stash didn't give it away, or. <laughs> <laughs> But no, for me, a six and a half, a real solid rating, I think, for this film. It's not bad. Um, And just because it is a a classic in its own right uh, Right. for what it is. And it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, when it it first came out, I fucking hated it. I mean, I I was so pissed off because it was not what I visualized with a comic book at all. But uh, upon second viewing, or well, third or fourth viewing, because I probably watched a couple of times when I was a kid, but um, I actually say it was more good than bad. I actually give it a five and a half. Huh? Yeah. All right. No, now, Lance, just a quick question. The comic books, um, was he on Earth in the comic books, or was he in his own world? No, most of the comic books, he was on Earth. He teamed up okay. with a few Marvel characters. Okay, yeah, because that, that was... My problem with some movies where you have right. what's things that, from your childhood. What's that noise yeah, in the background? Is somebody doing bubble wrap or what? No, oh, that's probably me. Sorry, I was getting a Twizzler. <laughs> like, like movies like <laughs> <Twizzler>. um... <laughs> a duck Twizzler, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's practicing his a, duck qu- a quackler. <laughs> quackler. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh man, sorry guys. See, that's the kind of jokes that were in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So what? What were you saying, Jay? I uh, lost my train of thought. Oh, oh, okay. So, um, like Masters of the Universe, you know, everybody, you know, loved He Man, the cartoon when they were kids. But when they made the movie, when you bring, when you have stories that are not on Earth, but right. when they come to the big screen and then you just bring them into Earth, it really takes through the whole movie. Now, I'm not a big fan of the Smurfs, but they did that. Mm-hmm. When they, when that Smurfs movie came out a few years ago, they should have left them in their own world, you okay. know, or it was in the past, in real human past. Instead of bringing them here, that's why I hated the Master Universe so much because he brought them to Earth and he just took away from the real story. So yeah. I didn't know since I didn't read the comics, I didn't know if that's what they did to Howard the Duck, and that's probably why I thought maybe it took away because you just you're trying to you're trying to relate to the viewers and not give the viewers the credit that they can be an intelligent and understand you don't need to relate earth for me to to enjoy the enjoy the movie you know right fair fair enough makes sense uh, what what you say i i've seen that happen in movie after movie after movie but no in the comic books he he was pretty much on earth the whole time okay good good yeah what'd you think brian um, I'm probably going to get some shit for this. I'm going to give it a seven. Whoa. Just because I have that nostalgic love for it 
from my childhood. And yes, it is a polished hmm. turd, but I own that polished turd on Blu-ray. <laughs> so. You're just trying to justify buying it. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> he wants that Wait. cover with his beak coming out of the egg. <laughs> I, you know what? If I if I had the poster, it'd be up on my wall. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll take the the Raiders of the Lost Ark duck poster. Oh, that is a good. One. Yeah. <laughs> and we're uh, we're all over the board on this one. I'm gonna go four begrudgingly. Four? Yeah, I wanted to give it a little lower, but I got to give it a four just because there's. I, I feel like there's still a lot of potential there. It, there's right. a good movie in there somewhere. They just. Uh, you know, they they should have spent more money on a comedian to write the jokes instead of, you know, whoever was sitting backstage at the moment. Four's <laughs> not terrible. No. You know? It's not good. You know, are, are you guys still looking to do a, re, uh, a restructure of your rating? Your rating restructure? Are you guys uh, going yeah, with... I don't, I don't know. I think we're going to stick with the, with the 10 scale at least for now. Yeah. I, I got an idea that might be, depth. you know, in... in, in in step with the horror, yeah. kind of like a thumbs up, thumbs down. Keep okay. it buried or resurrect it. For this movie, <laughs> I'm going to keep it buried. <laughs> resurrect it, I, you can watch it again. I'd actually oh, given that a thought, too, and I was just thinking you could do fucks instead of, th- you know, I give right. two fucks for this movie. I'll resurrect it. I'll, I'll watch this movie again. You know I what? Have fun. I, I would say that just based on the nostalgia factor, it's it's worth a rewatch, you know? Uh, don't resurrect? expect too much out of it, though. Right. <laughs> it's a yeah, bad, it's a, it's a bad rewatch. <laughs> It's a high rewatch, yeah. a drunk rewatch. <laughs> so it sounds to me like Philip's saying resurrect it just long enough to perform a little necrophilia right. and then put it back down. <laughs> right. All right. Resurrect it and get super stoned. <laughs> <laughs> then fuck it back on into some, the grave. On some duck, on some duck I, I have yeah. a feeling that we might be seeing it again at some point. Yeah, I'm lying anyway. Resurrect it. Ah, but, that could uh, happen. That could happen. So... I'd be on board with that, yeah, especially who's too. doing the voice. Yeah, I mean, it can't get a whole lot worse. I mean, I, right. it's be <laughs> I agree with you 100% on that. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to move on? Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. All right, so the, so the big one this week is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, directed and written by James Gunn, who, of course, uh, as Brian told, uh, reminded us earlier, is also known for Slither and also Super. Now, this is going to be interesting. You guys are going to love this one. Um, (laughs) Wow. You talk about a whole bunch of different ways to interpret the character. Uh, So, Gary Oldman, uh, Viggo Mortensen, Christoph Waltz, Christopher Plummer, Max von Sydow, and and Liam Neeson were all considered for the role of Ego. Wow. (laughs) Wait, who was the first one? Did you say, oh, you say Gary Oldman? Gary Gary Oldman. Oh, must man, be I could have been on board with that. Yeah, it must be White Boys Day, right? Yeah. Um, this is the first film shot on Red's Weapon 8K digital camera. It is the digital equivalent of VistaVision, a higher-definition 35mm format developed in the 1950s. In the cinematic Marvel comic book universe timeline, this film takes place in 2014. Three months after Guardians of the Galaxy, did you guys notice that when they uh, when they did the flash forward at the beginning there? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that right away that they 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 were it, whatever year it was in it. Uh, I think it was in 1980, correct? Yeah, I think it just said 80s. Okay, no, I think it was yeah. literally 1980. I think it was 1980. I, yeah. yeah okay. I think it said 34 years later or something like that. Right. So, yeah, okay. okay yeah. yeah, I did. Now, now that you bring it up, I didn't notice. All right. Well, in the Marvel Universe, guys, in the timeline, it takes place one year after Thor: The Dark World. Um, before uh, or after Captain America the Winter Soldier and a year before Age of Ultron okay uh, Ego arrived on Earth and began his relationship with Meredith Quill in 1980 which took place 38 years after Captain America the First Avenger and 32 years before the Avengers so for all for all you time, Marvel timeline completists out there there you go uh, so that's uh, that's the trivia. So, um, hey Jay, you you started last time, so I think uh, mm-hmm. I think this time we want to ask uh, Patrick if he'd like to do the honors. Sounds good. Sure. I loved it. Um, <laughs> this movie was a lot of fun. It's uh, you know I, I don't know I, I I'm actually a big fan of this area of the Marvel universe just because I don't think it gets talked about as much, um, and there's so many interesting characters they can bring into the fold um so i'm always a, I, I was a big fan of the first one and this one just to me just kind of picked up right where the, le- the last one left off um I'm, starts off with a bang it has good it does slow down a little bit in the middle um i, I was debating on whether it slowed down too much um i actually went and saw it twice so um, it, it could have picked up a little bit there, but I mean, it picks up at the end and everything comes together. And overall, I, I mean, I thought it was—I thought it was great. Um, it was just real enjoyable. Um, we get a lot more, uh, a lot more of the character build from everybody. We kind of get to know everybody. Baby group. Um, yeah, we get to, yeah. Baby group was awesome. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. We we, we really kind of get to, a feel for how where where these care who these characters are. Um, with the exception of maybe Drax, we didn't really care. we got a little bit of Drax, but I think we probably could still build a little bit more yeah. on him. Um, yeah, with, with, not to interrupt you, um, I think we we didn't we we didn't get enough from Drax, but I think we got enough that it was fine for me. And no, yeah, that, I don't think that's something I want to bring up. This sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. He was I don't think it took line. away from anything. Yeah, he was good, I, and I don't think it took away anything at all. I just feel like compared to some of the other, that you know, catching up we got, we maybe got a little less of him, and maybe that right. was a good thing, um, just because we can always save that for later. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. We definitely got enough for <clears> sure. Uh, but overall, uh, I I really enjoyed this film. I'm right there with you. I. Uh... I, I think it was uh, more of a comedy than uh, than a lot of the Marvel movies. I, I, I think maybe they took that turn a little hard when uh, Deadpool came out, but uh, it's it, everything was super funny that they did. Uh, it was it, they didn't lose my interest at all throughout the whole movie. Uh, I thought it, they did a great job of just bouncing off of each other. It was like yeah. the whole movie was just nothing but character development. And uh, with little side stories in the background, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, baby Groot was awesome. Uh, <laughs> he's he's a little more of a baby than I expected from the previous. <laughs> uh, Drax was I, I thought he was funny. He 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 was the uh, punchline guy because everything out of his mouth was a joke. Um, 
you know, and the fact that it's not meant, awesome. and the fact that it's not meant to be, or the character doesn't mean to be funny. Yeah, it, it, it makes it so much better. You yeah. know, right? And I wouldn't have expected that out of out of him, you know. But uh, I, I thought he did a great job. Um, I, man, I really, I really enjoyed every bit of it. I, I may like this one better than the first one. It was, it was a good movie. Man, strong words, yeah. dude. Um, I would say that the uh, special, first of all. Before I say anything else, the special effects were fucking out of this world. Oh, yes, they were. Go see it. Literally. Go see it in 3D if you You haven't seen it in 3D. I did see it in 3D, and I saw it in uh, D-Box. So the the chairs moved and everything with what was going on in the screen, which was awesome. I I was a little sore about after all the fees. I ended up paying $47 for two tickets. Ouch. That was fucking expensive. Did it come with that extra I was talking about? Yeah, no shit. It should have, dude, for sure. There definitely should have been a happy ending in there somewhere. But uh, in the D-box. Uh, no, I mean, I, I was blown away. I only thought that the Doctor Strange effects were awesome. My only regret when I was about ten minutes into the movie was that I hadn't taken a hit of acid before I went in. <laughs> because that movie definitely deserves some embellishments of some sort. Um, so fucking kudos big time for that. Um, Rocket's uh, character was fantastic. Um, I think he's yeah. really uh, Cooper's got that nailed. Yeah. Um, Drax, I-, I think, was the wrong character to give that much screen time to. I just don't think Batista's that great of an actor. That's just my opinion. I didn't think he really pulled it off. Um, I mean, who doesn't love you know looking at uh, wh- uh, what's her name, Gamora? Oh yeah, the, the, the green right. girl, <laughs> the green Orion sleeve girl, Patrick. <laughs> um, green O'Hara. Yeah. Oh my God, she was she was she was uh, she was hot, but not the best actress. <laughs> no, I, I, I did. Like uh, you know, I, just my opinion. I thought really at the end of the I mean, at the end of the day, I think the story was a little bit lamer though than the first one. I didn't like the story as much as the first one. I can see that, and that's just my opinion. Um, and I and I thought that Kurt Russell was a little bit wasted. Um, I think that he is probably. I don't think he was right for the part. I mean, I really kind of think he's not the right person to play this part. Uh, out, of, out of those names we mentioned earlier, I think I think that uh, Christoph Waltz would have done better. Max von Sydow would have done better. Uh, Gary Oldman would have been almost perfect. In my mm-hmm. yeah, Gary Oldman would have been great. Yeah, you know, I, I just I just don't see. I, I, I guess I can't see him being even though he was stuntman Mike in the movie we reviewed not too long ago, and he was a convincing bad guy in that. I just didn't see him convincing. When the tables turned, I didn't see him being this evil entity, you know? Spoiler. Um, right. Oh, well, shit. Uh-oh. Yeah. We haven't gone into Whoops. that yet, have we? We'll edit that uh, part whap, out. Whap, 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 <laughs> yeah. whap, whap. Well, you know what? Which of our listeners at this point... We're already doing the show a week late because of Frightening. Yeah. I mean, which of our yeah. listeners do you really think haven't seen this at this point, you know? But... Uh, Ah, come on. Everybody knows that fucking Ego the Living Planet uh, ha- has an evil streak. If you've read the comic books, come on. Yeah. I'll be I'll be quiet now and wait and for how, spoilers. How about the effect how about the effects they had for Ego when they showed the planet with the face on it? How awesome was that? That was that amazing. Was great, yeah. Beautiful. Eye candy all the way, man, from start to finish. Somebody else needs to talk. I'm going to say something. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Um, so I saw this movie on Sunday. I saw it again last night. Um, one thing that I did really enjoy about this movie was each character got about as much 
screen time yeah. and development. So they didn't really focus just on Star-Lord himself. Um, the one thing that I I was concerned about before going into it was the um, – oh, man. What's his name? Um, uh, from – what was that? Family Matters. What was the, the Urkel? I thought they were going to go with the Urkel effect. And what I mean is, what? you know how Urkel kind of took over the show? I thought they were oh, going to do that right. with Baby Groot. Mm-hmm. Okay, Baby yeah. going to be oh, Baby Groot. Yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I loved his, his dance at the beginning. Oh, yeah. That, it, was, it was, a, that was the best scene was of the perfect. movie. perfect. And there was that one scene with him and Drax, which kind of played on to one of the after-screen credits. Remember when he was dancing to the Jackson 5 and, sure. and Drax would look over and he would freeze and like right. moving? And they had like a little 10, 15 second bit where he was dancing and Drax falls right next to him. He's looking and he kind of stops and all that. I thought that was absolutely great. Um, I can't decide what my favorite line in the movie is. It's either going to be, um, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, or oh, my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> it's is not he cool? anything. All right. <laughs> but, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best. Uh, I actually got to meet that guy um, on right. a, a Comic Con about three years ago. A uh, really nice guy. Is he um, awesome? One of my actually favorite scenes um, was Drax uh, when, and and he does, he's not saying a word. I mean, you learn so much about this character. It's when Mantis is sitting with him, she puts his hand on him, and then she starts to feel all that motion. You can just see crying yeah. and all that. Again, I'm not spoiling anything. You, you, you will get into that later, but it just spoke so much volume for Drax and Atlantis yeah. says something right. About it. And a great actor and all that, but he didn't have to. I mean, she, the actress, well, both of them kind of played in that one scene, and it just, it was, it was, I think that was one of the most heartbreaking moments. I know some folks, there's some other scenes that say it's really heartbreaking, but that was one of them for me. And that, when, the, when I first saw it, I thought Drax was a little bit too much for the comedy, um, especially when he would just laugh crazily. And my second viewing, I think I, really toned that down a little i think he was i think right on par i think he was pretty good his character was used was used uh uh very good um one my absolute yeah, favorite scene in the movie we'll have to wait till we get into spoilers before i get into that but i right. absolutely at comic palooza well, by the way. right and you mentioned the scene at the beginning which everybody's seen the trailer and that's pretty much what the beginning opening is um, and you were talking about like the little dance scene with Drax. One of the scenes I really liked out of that opener was when when Baby Groot comes up and, and Gamora stop, hollers at him. She's like, get out of here, you're going to get shot. And he stops the wave at her, and she's like, hi. Yeah, you know? that was my favorite. That's <laughs> that was, my favorite that was just movie. so cute, you know, because it kind of you could see that whole little family kind of thing going on there and all that. I thought that was really well done. And he does that throughout the movie, right? You know, he's just yeah. there, hey, guys. And he's, he's definitely a baby <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, actually, you know what, Kurt Russell. I didn't really have an issue with Kurt Russell. Um, I know what they're trying to yeah, go I'm for. They're trying to him. get, I think, the father figure who was close to as Star Lord as the character as possible. Um, I, I absolutely agree. And of all the actors you name, I mean, uh, Gary Oldman's absolutely one, probably one of my top two favorite actors of all time. Um, mm-hmm. But what they were going for for trying to be as familiar with Star-Lord as possible. I thought Kurt Russell was a great fit. Um, I don't think Max von Sydow would have played that off at all. That would have been a completely different character. Um, Gary Oldman may have played it off, but I thought Kurt Russell did excellent because, you know, when when you first see him, you go, uh, you know, he's 
kind of kind of being half serious and i'm gonna go take a whiz you're like that's yeah, that's right. that's star Lord. that's just an older star lord is what that is yeah <laughs> makes, yeah. makes a lot of sense you're kind of convincing me man and, and i think i think too i mean i, I understand what where you're coming from lance on that and i you know i i, I want to agree with you but I, I just have to wonder if maybe that's just how the part was written mm-hmm. you know to where it kind of it is that and we'll you know maybe talk a little bit more about it in spoilers but there's just some of that that to me it just kind of you know I, I see where you're coming from where it didn't feel like he was right for it but at the same time like when he was doing the actual father part at the beginning it, I thought he was great it wasn't until things started shifting that it started feeling a little out of place yeah right so well you guys ready for spoilers? yeah so let's spoil the hell out let's, of it let's do, do it we need to do ratings like first the more we talk yeah we're, yeah. yeah we're gonna do ratings. yeah I feel like the more we yeah. talk the more we're getting into spoilers there you go who's, who's going first uh, I think I went first, so I'm going to give this movie a nine. Wow, <laughs> fuck, dude! Because I, I really enjoyed it. Woo! I really liked the really liked the first one. Or as, as your friend um, would say, woo! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that may be a little high, just because I, I am a little biased towards it. But uh, you know, I was originally thinking about an eight 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 point five, but after seeing it the second time, I mean, I just really enjoyed it. So, cool. going with the, based off the fun factor and everything else, I'm going to give it a nine. Very good. Very good. Uh, um, so me and Patrick were completely on opposite ends of Howard the Duck. We're right on par with this one. This is an easy nine. Resurrect the shit out of it on ten. Excellent, yeah. excellent, absolutely. Who's Man, next? I, I think I actually went second, so that probably should have been me. But <laughs> sorry, my apologies. Oh no, my fault because I was uh, I was I was sleeping. Um, I'm gonna say, man, I yeah, like nine point. Four eight seven. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> like I want to give it a nine point five, but not quite. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Uh, cool. it, it was uh, I, it, the, on first watch. I thought it was a little too jokey, uh, but uh, I, after watching it on the big screen with the 3D and everything, man, great movie. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I'm also going to give it a nine. Um, this movie for me is just first one for. Everything I didn't get in the first one, I got here. I got more character development in this one. And this movie was just fucking fun. And, right. you know, I, I just want to hurry up and get into spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, man. <laughs> don't, all right, Lance, don't break the trend. Yeah, no, I mean, this. I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Like I said, this was a uh, special effects extravaganza. I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous to look at. Um, they put so much time and energy into making this film and doing the special effects. And whatever this new camera is they used obviously worked really well. Yeah. So it was just an absolute eye treat for sure. It, it, I mean, it was eye candy, pure and simple. Um, Rocket Raccoon's character was amazing. Yeah. I really, I loved it. I love the comedy in this movie. I love the fact that they didn't take themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. And I would also say that uh, you know that I really, I really enjoyed the '80s references. Yeah, the way they they tied everything to 1980. <laughs> um, be it be it the music, be it the look. I love the, the end opening credits. credits. Uh, I love the ah. opening credits. I love <laughs> the end credits. All that was cool. Um, but at the end of the day, the story for me just kind of, you know, didn't bring it up to what I was expecting. I, I did not enjoy this as much as I did the first one. 
And again, you guys say Kurt Russell was perfect. I'm glad you really enjoyed him. For me, this just wasn't my Kurt Russell for some reason. Um, but I will give it a seven. I give it a pretty, you know, pretty high score. I really enjoyed it. I give it a seven, guys. Wait a minute. Can you remind us what you gave Howard the Duck? Uh, Howard the Duck was five and a half, man. Oh, okay, okay. Which basically means I liked it a little bit more than I didn't like it. More good than bad. Yeah, but okay. no, no, no. I don't, hey, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this movie. He had a semi chub on that one. It ain't gonna. It ain't gonna be in my. Uh, it ain't gonna be in my top. My top ten. But um, it, 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 it's been a great year for movies, guys. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, guarantee yeah. it'll be in mine. I'm trying to compare this to to some other stuff we've seen, like Split, uh, Get Out. Mm. John Wick 2, some of these other movies that I've just fucking loved, I, I, I stand by it. I'm giving it a 7. I think that's a fair, good score. Great but different, right. man. That's, yep. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Let's yep. do it. Here spoiler. We go. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Who's first? Um, the first thing I want to bring up is young Kurt Russell. Um, this this blew my mind that I read that that was mostly uh, makeup and practical effects. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's actually crazy. I think they said it's like ten percent CG. Dude, wow. I'm gonna have to look, raise my score if you keep telling me this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yeah, it looked really he good. Looked awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did. It he looked, looked like, really it looked great. like old school Kurt Russell. I, 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 when I saw that, that I was I ready for I was ready for the remake of uh, Escape to New York. When I saw that, you know <laughs> what? I, All right, bring it on. <laughs> I forgot what podcast I heard that on. They said, "Why don't they just cast Kurt Russell in the new movie and no just kidding. de-age him? Yeah. Just give him all that makeup." Yeah, hell, they but, uh, they did a pretty damn good job of it on this one. But yeah, uh, I want to touch on what you brought up, Jay. Uh, the the scene with Drax and Mantis. I thought that was a powerful scene yeah. right there. Yeah, extremely. You know, it was brought brought up that you know his Batista's acting is not that great. I don't. I think for the character, it's it's fine. Yeah, because he, really does, he doesn't great. emote a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that scene where she just touches him and instantly just starts crying. Just shows you what this wow, what emotions yeah, that, this that what well emotions done. he carries around with him all the time. Good point. And, and correct. Um, I also like you know that that scene with uh, Rocket and Yandu. How Yandu said <clears throat> he's just basically pulling Rocket's card, and he's like, "I know all this stuff about you because mm-hmm. I am you. I am you. You are yeah. me. You know? It We're was the same guy, season, but it was good." Yeah, and I was, I don't know about you all, but I was highly disappointed that Yondo dies at the end. I was like, yeah. after, after after we get, get finally get Yondo out in the open and and see just how cool the character is, and then they kill him. You're like, I know, they, they, yeah. they built they built him up so much, and then you you get the scene where, you know, he may be your father, but I'm your daddy. Yeah, that was great. That know, was that man. was an yeah, awesome scene. Yeah, but his his, de- his death added some depth to the movie. Really, oh sure. I, I was <gasps> just going to bring that up. That sometimes <laughs> you need that to. He, he's a sacrifice bunt for for Star Lord's character building. You he right. 
He needed to experience that. He experienced it with his mom, and now he had to experience it with his daddy. You know, he had to watch him die. He he had to see that what Yon what he meant actually meant to Yondu. Right, come full circle, and you know, and be sort of fulfilled that he had two absolutely loving parents that made him what he is today. His mom gave him a sense of humor, gave him his his love for music. Um, Yandu gave him his his will to live and his his survival skills and you know basically made him the man he is today and now he got to realize that was the gift that both those parents gave to him so for him to, yeah it's sad for us as a viewer and because we're so we want to be invested into this character to see him die but uh, the what it does to the character I think greatly outweighs our need to want to be able to see Yandu again. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for yeah. me, I was just hoping they might shoot him out in a photon tube when he lands on the planet that the Project Genesis thing blows up <laughs> on, and, and so that we, you know we can go back next movie and pick him back up. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He you puts his know, soul man. in the rocket. <laughs> he might wake up right next to Spock, man. Yeah, He's dying, man. Every movie that guy's in. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think Rocket's probably definitely my favorite character, and that scene in the woods when the Ravagers come. And yeah. he, you know, and you think he's in there just tooling away on his uh, whatever, fixing the spaceship, and they're all trying to sneak up on him, and he's actually up there in the trees waiting on him. That that was awesome. Yeah, and he's that, having that a was, fun time a doing it. Scene. It's not like he's panicking and he's survival. Right. He's, he's right. loving what he's doing. Oh yeah. And then the guys gang that. up on him, and they're like, "Well, he's out of toys." And then he still whoops their ass. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he's hitting, when he's hitting those things, and they're just throwing him up in the air, and then the other one lands and throws him up in the air, and he's just yeah. laughing the whole time. <laughs> that, that was good I, stuff. I'm glad they did more rocket in this one. That was good. Yeah, everybody got a really good amount of screen development, screen time. Um, my absolute favorite scene in the movie, um, I think it's right on par with emotion with Mandis and Drax. And I absolutely love, love this. When Ego tells um, Star-Lord he put the tumor in there. Oh, his I didn't, I didn't oh, yeah. He like just that. pulls his guns. Like he just fucking blah, 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 blah. It's just straight up reaction of who this character is. Yeah, and what I, my, yeah. what my absolute I, favorite scene. I totally agree with you because, you know, he, he, it, it, he had that really cool effect because he had like the galaxy in his uh-huh. eyes or whatever. And as soon as he said that, I put that tumor in your mother's head. There was no hesitation. He just pulled his guns out. Right. And I think that that is the one area of the movie for me where I kind of agree with Lance. Whenever he started turning into basically his character went from being Pete's dad to ego and my plans for the universe. That's when it started feeling a little bit less like Kurt Russell. And like I said, I don't know if that's just because of how it was written and how he kind of. Because I mean, Kurt Russell's a great actor. He, to me, he can pretty much do no wrong. But there's just something about the vibe. It didn't gel right. I don't really. to me. It seemed. I don't really think to me, guys. Like it was. I don't really. I don't really think he was playing a villain, though. Because well, well, I, 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 I took what he was doing was he, right. That's the only. He, yeah, yeah right. he wasn't he was looking a, at it from I'm of the conquer the universe thing. He was looking at it as a right because he him being a celestial, he's a being of basically like a god. He's looking well, at it like I'm trying to help everybody. Anyway. 
Yeah, right. I mean that that's just and how I, and I, I took get it. that. I totally get that. It just it just still just something about it didn't feel yeah hundred percent right. Now did it detract enough for me? Did I not enjoy it? No. But I, that was just the one little hang up about it that was just a little awkward, I guess, maybe a little bit, but I just went with it because of what it was, and you know, I was able to get through it and not affect anything for me. But, yeah. but I do kind of understand where Lance was coming from a little bit on that. And for me, it was just it was all Star Lord. It was all Peter Quill's right. response, and it was right. just about him of what he what he instantly reacted to, about just blasting away until that guy was basically nothing but a light being, you know, until it all came. It didn't really have anything to do with the Kurt Russell and what his character was going through. It's just. This is what I said, and this is how Peter Quill is going to react, and it just shows that again. To back back to his his mother was is the most important thing in his life. You saw like in the first movie, immediate with no hesitation. You know, right. no hesitation. It just yeah. dro- he drops out of that space eyes, and boom, goes right into it. Yeah, just very very powerful scene for me for Star Lord specifically. So so for you for you guys, that was very important to his development as a character. Very important. Very important. Yeah. Like He's I said, I. I just found it to be, like I said, kind of over the top a little bit. I just thought that it was too much of a from it was it was too much of a turnaround for Kurt Russell's character. And <laughs> yeah, like you guys said, I, I and and you're probably right, and I'm probably you know I'm I'm seeing it the way that I see it. But yeah. to me, it, it happened too quickly. It was just too much of a bam, boom. Okay, now all of a sudden he's a villain. Okay, cool. We got that out of the way. Now we can start fighting him. Yeah, but I mean, otherwise it would have been a four-hour movie, you know what I mean? Because right. what is it going to take to get Star-Lord to turn on his newfound dad? Well, well and I, I, that's what it takes <laughs> right there. And, and I saw the and him killing his mom thing coming. I knew he was the one who right. killed his mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. I you saw my heart. I, you know, I knew that was there. <clears throat> That that's the whole reason why she died was because of something he did to her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that that was probably the case. So, but uh, that being said, you know, another thing we haven't really talked about is, um, and they didn't really, I mean, they're in the movie, but they didn't really, I'm assuming we'll probably see more of them in the third one, but the Sovereign. I, I and, like them. And, yeah, I thought they were kind of, I mean, I love the I mean, whole 80s video game. <laughs> yeah, for a race of, of, yeah. race of beings that are supposed to be, I guess, genetically perfect. Right. They were kind of bumbling, and yeah, I think right. it just added to the comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think that was perfect in their eyes. You know, they were yeah, so they... busy. I'd say that much. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then they do they do tease the uh, the add on of Adam Warlock finally. So yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, which I I heard we're not even going to get him until Guardians Three. Right, which is, which is after, which is kind of weird because he, you know, in, in the in, in the comics, he was a big he was a big part of the whole Infinity War. So I, I was a little surprised that they weren't going to bring him in for Avengers. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing I liked, I like we got more Nebula in this. Yeah, more of a backstory. Oh, yeah. a lot more. You, she actually was kind of a, she was actually humanized in this one. Yeah, yeah. Right. You, so you, she wasn't uh, well, just like a background character. Yeah, because you got the conversation where she's, you're finding out she's more machine than person. Yeah, and it was because uh, Thanos used to make them fight, and every every time she lost, she would get something added onto her. Yeah, and you just you know, and then basically she just she just wanted a sister. You know, she didn't want to fight all the time. Yeah, right. and, uh, and cool. then you and then you get Gamora's response was she didn't want to beat her every time. She just wanted to make sure she she lived to see another day. Right. I I also like that that scene development in the movie, and it also in a, in a way develops Thanos a little bit because you see a little more insight into 
the type of person he is. Yeah, because this is—he's you know, he's doing this to his own daughter. It's tough to get so many. Now, Gamora's not his actual daughter, correct? No, no neither adopted. one of them are. Neither one of okay, and they're not actual sisters to each other, right? They're they just, they're no. adoptive. He because oh. he basically went in and wiped out their entire race, oh, okay. and he kept one of them. Oh, okay. That's Maybe. basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really, and you kind of, you kind of. Uh, so you had really two what you can call, and I do like finger quotation villains from the first movie, and you kind of bring them into the fold into the team as you know now they're part of the the heroes. You get that with Yondu, and you get that with Nebula. So you kind of had the same thing where you know they're deeper inside. They're actually more than what you see on the surface, and you know they go about it in different ways, uh, but it's in, in somewhat it's similar, and you know you get them to turn. And so that that was good. I, I really liked it. You know, the whole theme was, you know, family, basically, whether it's father, mother, right. or sister. But the whole thing of this was absolutely family. Sounds like a Fast and Furious movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I know uh, you guys like the Belko experiment and the uh, Sean Gens, Gunn's character, the stoner. How, how did oh, you yeah. guys like him in this movie? He was pretty. Uh, I thought he was great in comedy relief, wasn't he? Because you know he was actually in this one a lot more than he was the first one. Oh yeah, quite a bit. So so you actually get a little bit of development on his character too, and I I thought he was great. What about sliced alone? Uh, <laughs> I could have done with that. I honestly could have done without him. His best Judge Dredd or something, you know? Yeah, I mean I was okay with it, and you know I don't know if you guys are. And I heard this on Nez's podcast, and because I I remembered the group, but I you know I read the comics, but it's been a while since I've read some of them. But that group that they formed at the end was actually the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, that's oh, so. That's when they were with Michelle Yeoh and and Bing Rames and those characters. Yeah, that was oh. all the original. So that was something Nez had pointed out, the, and I was like, okay, no, I kind of remember that now. But it, you know, it's been years and years and years since I read any of those things, and I was only in and out on the Guardians of the Galaxy. But I, I do like reading because I was a big like Silver Surfer fan and stuff like that, yeah. and it all takes place kind of in the same side of the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah, which which from what I read, they're going to play uh, into a bigger role in the next Guardians movie. Okay, yeah. so that was kind of my question: is was that scene well, yeah. just kind of a nod to like, hey, this is the original, or is it going to be like some kind of maybe like a Netflix spinoff? Now here's this team, and here's the Ravagers, and here's what they do, they and all do that. It. I'd watch that. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I wondered too: is if if uh, <laughs> you know they were going to end up, if we were going to see a movie with these guys in it or something, or. You know, later down the road or something, but I don't know. I, I, I sly is sly, and, and that can both be good and bad. Mm-hmm. And in this one, to me, it was more. Na- I, I, he was just sly. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was a cameo. You know, you know I, yeah. I did a good yeah. job with it. I mean, it, it was fine. Like yeah, since he didn't have a lot of screen time, I was fine yeah. with it. So, I okay. Here's my my biggest downfall of this one. At, even though it was kind of funny, is. Uh, uh, the the other ending credit scene with the with the teenage Groot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that one. It's cool, man. I, like, it was, it was I really funny, like that one. But I still am gonna miss Baby Groot. We don't even know if we'll get teenage Groot. We, we might get a young adult Groot by okay, the time the next one shows up. Teenage Groot, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think the teenage Groot might be a little played out if we did that. Yeah, um, I'm a bit old. You guys want to talk about the other credit scene uh, where it basically confirms that Stan Lee is the same character? Uwatu? Yeah, that's uh, pretty yeah. cool. I, actually, you know, I didn't get that the first time. 
I did not get that the first viewing. And, it, it, okay, it wasn't, he's, and then in this, and in this, I was a mailman. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I got it on the oh, second so viewing. Yeah. He's supposed to be he's, Stan Lee in this movie? No, yeah, he's he, a watcher. What? What oh. are you talking about? Okay. They're, they're, yeah, every, every every cameo, he's the same person. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So, so there's a character in the Marvel Universe called Uatu the Watcher. Okay. And he looks like all those other guys, the bald head with the blue. Which is why he was hanging out with thing the Watcher. On. Okay. Right. So what? And all they do is, and there there there's several of them all over the Marvel Universe, throughout space and all you know, and they watch different species and planets, and that's all they do is observe and record what happens. And oh, Stan Lee was, has been playing Uatu, which I is the Earth Watcher. Holy shit! That makes sense. And that's cool. And there's there there is rumors that with by the time we get Guardians three, we might get not maybe not Fantastic Four, right? Oh, but God forbid. Uh, char- character character I would be totally fine if Marvel got them back. <laughs> Oh, instead absolutely. of instead of doing a movie, just insert them right. into the. Can we other actually, movies. and I, not to sound racist, but can we actually get a Sue Storm that's actually white? Would be nice, and I only say that because you mean Johnny's. You mean Johnny Storm? No, Sue Storm. Sue, and here's what I say <laughs> that Patrick, because you're, you're nitpicking, dude. Come on, Sue, Sue, Sue Storm is is a white gal in the comics. Right. And in every movie, Very she's right, been right? everything but a white gal, which would be fine. Oh, except that they always try to put paint makeup on them and make her white. Uh, it's like, well, dude, you know, when she was Jessica Alba, they tried to make her look white. It's like, why don't you just make her Hispanic and be done with it? Right. Yeah. You know, Jessica Alba's and, hot, though. Yeah. Right. But don't don't. So don't paint her face up and try Jessica to make her look Alba white. Anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was my only thing. She it's like the next know, Princess Leia for all I care. Yeah. Okay, I don't care. What, I don't care what race they are. But if you're going to if you're going to cast them as a certain race, let them play that race. And, you know, okay. don't, don't don't have don't try to white them up. So you're so you're do, you're doing the opposite argument of all the whitewashing arguments about like uh, all these these non Asians that are in all the Jap- Japanese animation movies and Quit, stuff. Now. Right, Quit putting them in whiteface. <laughs> right, well that's what I'm saying. Exactly. I mean, you know, if you're gonna, it, it's like because if you look at her, they they shed so much makeup on in those right, movies, it was right. ridiculous. Okay, fair, and enough, it was, fair enough. So it's like why bother? Yeah. You know. <laughs> Same but yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see a really good, well done, Fantastic Four movie, right? Or Silver Surfer, I, or any of those. I, I love with the, the Marvel stamp on it. But man, I think they got to give up. Just, just cut your losses on that one. Yeah, it, just, on. yeah, well, it doesn't seem like the Fantastic Four is capable of being translated to film. Well, I mean, well, it, we've it, had too many fucking right, opportunities here. Why? Well, they why? Haven't, I, they haven't anybody do it right. Why I want them to get the rights back is um, because by the time we get Guardians three, it'll be going into a new phase of Marvel movies. This will be right. after Thanos, and they need a new villain or a new story. And I would like to right. see Galactus. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. We got uh, who has the rights to Silver Surfer? Fox. They did so many Fox because it it's, oh, okay. it's all part of the It's all part of the. The, the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. It's just like Fox has all the rights to the mutant stuff. Well, what about because what about of X Men? What about Doctor Doom? That's X Fantastic Four Fox. also. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they got. I, I'd like to see Disney get a hold of all of Marvel. Right. Yeah. I. I personally, I'm, I'm like too. I said. I, I've said that before that I'm ready for Brian Singer to just give up on X Men and let Marvel have it back. Yeah. <laughs> because my God. I, 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 I'm just getting so sick of seeing my X Men movies ruined. It, it, it hurts. 
But uh, and then because I love them so much, I'll still go watch them. So it's just like I'm just showing up for the beating. Hey, it wasn't so. that long ago though that every superhero movie was like Howard the Duck. You know, I, mean, uh, I agree. True. I agree. We're, true. we're we're in a new era here, so I'll give them that. I mean, you know, <laughs> he, to this did, day, he did start with the first X Men. Yeah, good call. Yeah, to this day, right. I have not watched Batman and Robin, and I will not watch it. <laughs> you know, uh, that's, I, leave that one. Don't run every that time that movie, one comes on. I find a way to get is, away. You know, that movie is hilarious. But um, I, I can't. I just can't bring myself to watch Arnold. it. I can't do it. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Patrick. You Absolutely terrible. <laughs> and, you know, and I love a good cheesy movies, but you know, I I can watch all the the Batman sixty sixes and all that, and I'm fine with all that stuff. Right. But I can't do Batman and Robin. I just I can't can't do it. <laughs> That's okay. You're not missing much. <laughs> well, any uh, any last thoughts? Anybody? Something you really want to talk about or, or put in the conversation from the best opening scene ever? It was really baby awesome. Groot dancing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Hey, what you, what'd you guys think about the stingers? I was disappointed. I didn't see a stinger for another movie. It was all just a yeah, continuation well, of these yeah, characters. Yeah. Except maybe for the, well, with a Adam Warlock, right? Yeah, well, I Guardi- was a Guardi- down. We didn't see more of a lead-in to Infinity War at all. And, right. No, nothing. You know, I thought maybe for sure we would see, even if it was, I thought maybe we might see a little something from Captain Marvel or, That's you know, so, anything, just okay, some little yeah. something. We didn't get any of that. I, so I'm a little disappointed with that. But. I'm fine with it. I, I always felt like, even though this is part of the, the cinematic universe, it's its its own thing yeah, until right. until we get to Avengers right. 3. Which you well, guys got to agree when Avengers three happens, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking lose my mind seeing oh, everybody great. I, in I, one movie. And, I, and and I'm a little you know like you say I know you said something like seventy people gonna be in that movie, <laughs> and I don't know I, that 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 worries me a little bit. Yeah, yeah I definitely. have faith that they I have faith that they've been doing it right so far, but I still kind of wish they would have kept the two movie format. Um. Instead of trying to cram it all into one, yeah. But uh, you know, we'll see. They've done well so far, so yeah. I mean, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt so. and, and, and let them do it. So you know, but and then like you know, Brian, you talked about the timeline of this one being more 2014. So it makes a little sense that maybe we wouldn't have seen a lead up in a way because it takes place a little good too point. soon for that. Maybe. That's a good oh yeah, yeah, oh. good call. But good call. Uh, I realize that. So, so that that helps me out a little bit with not seeing something. Um, but other than that, I mean, I, I think it's a great kickoff to the summer movie Lollapalooza that we're about to go through this year. So, um, yeah, I, I think we're I think, for a really good ride. I think we'll get a tie-in in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. Which looks good for you. I, I didn't really care for the first Thor. Didn't see the second one, but this one I'm actually excited for. It looks good. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I think I'll I'll just close on two <laughs> two names that Rocket Raccoon got. It was hilarious. His Trash Panda oh, yeah. and <laughs> and Triangle Face Monkey. <laughs> yeah, was freaking oh, we can't, and we can't we can't forget Taser Face. <laughs> Taser oh face. God. <laughs> Oh, was, that was awesome. That was a they, dumb running joke, but they made it work. See, that's yeah. a different kind of comedy between this and Howard the Duck. Yeah, they had, yeah. They had great comedy in this movie. Now, like I said, no no doubt the, jo- yeah. the jokes in this one were great. And they were all running jokes. They brought everything back yep. around. James yeah. Gunn's a good writer. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So um, 
As always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Podbean. Just search for The Horror Returns. And uh, all right, now this is something that you guys, if you have an Apple product, go into iTunes and rate us. Guys, I don't care if it's one star or, well, fuck that shit. <laughs> Give us five <laughs> stars, goddammit. You you, if you're loving the show we're bringing you, go into iTunes. That's going to get us more views. It's going to get our numbers up. We're going to be able to bring you guys bigger and better stuff, more interviews, bigger shows. Please go into iTunes and rate us. That's all I have to say. And you hear you hear the, the official mascot barking in the background. Please so. don't upset your father. <laughs> yeah. Even the Saska sisters listen. <laughs> all right. So next week, uh, we're, we are actually going to be doing a very special show. It's going to be the uh, each of us is going to give the top five scream queens of all time. In our opinion, and a very special Bates Motel wrap-up. So, until the horror returns again... Buenos nachos.